For real though, have you ever had pink eye before? Yeah, and I'm Juno. And you're listening to Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. And it is February, the month of love, and we're doing something very special here on Nymphomercial. Us hosts are teaming up with some very special people in our lives to review some hentai enthusiastically and romantically. And I'm here with puppy Juno today to do just that. So Juno, since you're here, that means we're covering that furry shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it ready. Got it fresh. It's piping hot. <laughs> this is some really piping hot stuff. Um, Shall we get into it? All right. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Oh, can I ask you a question first? All right. What's going on? What's on your mind? Well, since it's Valentine's Day, like, how do you feel about Valentine's Day? Do you like it? Like, what do you like to do? Do you like the presents? Like... Oh, what are man. your thoughts? Uh, I mean, Valentine's Day, I feel like, I, I, okay, I know there's there's two trains of thoughts, uh, of thought. Either you like Valentine's Day or you just despise it because it's just like a, a corporate holiday or, or however you want to word it. But I feel like it has its place, if anything, though, and like... Not to be like, oh, I've I've personally been a victim of this, but I, I do feel like there needs to be some variation of it, too, that's, you know, inclusive to the people, to, to the single folk, I want to say. I mean, I do love spending it with loved ones, you know, especially you. Okay. I'm glad that I, I can say that I have someone to share it with. Very extremely grateful for that, especially coming into 2021. Not going to throw my two cents in for how the year has gone so far. But hey, you and I get to look forward to Valentine's Day. Yeah. Do you mind if I share with the listeners like what our plan for Valentine's Day is this year? Or is that a trade secret? Okay. Okay. You know what? I, I think the, the viewers, they, they would love to partake in this. G- give, them a, give them a little bit off the top. All right. Sounds good. Go for it. Okay. And yeah, you you all at home are welcome to participate in this um, Valentine setup. So Juno and I are in an LDR anyway, so like we're on top of that social distance shit anyway. So what we're going to do this year is we are going to go pick up food from Chili's, get the same thing, yeah. come back, hang out on the Discord, and maybe watch a movie together. And eat our food together for our little Valentine's date. Dude, I can't wait for my triple dipper to arrive. Well, I mean, I'm probably going to pick it up. I, I don't have that Gucci money where I'm just going to like, you know, <laughs> get, have someone deliver it to me. It's fine, though. If if anyone wants some extreme Juno lore, because I know all of you are thinking about it. Every, like when I uttered triple dipper, I get the S- Southwestern egg rolls. <laughs> The boneless wings and the the big mouth bites. That that's my go-to. And any idea what you want to order, babe? I'm probably gonna order the same thing, except for I might get do they have the bone in wings as an option? Actually, I don't know. I think it well, I mean if they do have that, then I'll definitely swap that out. I, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll probably get the same thing just to keep it, you know, date like. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Maybe see if I can get one of those Presidente Margaritas to go. I don't know. Get a little crazy. (laughs) Yeah. 
But yeah, so whatever you, you guys end up doing for Valentine's Day, whether, you know, you have someone to share it with, you know, if you want to share it with friends or if you want to spend some you time, like, I hope you're able to do something that makes your heart feel a little doki doki waku waku. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, of course, we wanted to pick out something that's, you know, a facet of love because, you know, a lot of times hentai does have to do with sexual love and sometimes romantic love, too. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll figure out whether or not this represents any kind of tangible love as we get into it. You guys at home can decide. Um, but today we brought a work called Anaga Shower, and it is by an artist named Beach Fox. And Juno, would you like to share tags today? Because I feel like we should definitely get into tags before uh, we go any further. Okay, okay. I, I suppose I should preface it with, I think if you read this comic for yourself... You would be so stunned by the imagery and the dialogue. <laughs> it, you'd have to do a second uh, read through to kind of uh, like the tags I'm about to say. I didn't know about it until I really started thinking about it. So, you know, again, this is the kind of thing that you'll have to decide for yourselves at home. But some of the tags that we're, we're honestly going to be dealing with is like humiliation, degradation, uh, vor. Yeah, there's like a power dynamic with predator and prey stuff. We've got hypnosis and honestly, some non-con shit. You know, I'm talking some rape. So just be forewarned now. Yeah. And we haven't really, we've jokingly teased Vor on the podcast. Like, you know, we talk about Avora and things like that. And we've talked about Vor, but we haven't seriously discussed it in the context of something that we review for the podcast. So I kind of want to give some definitions and some context before we get into this. Just for for those of you who aren't super familiar, of course, you know, a lot of people have seen Vor maybe like in an image, be like, ha, it's that weird, you know, swollen belly person inside the tummy kind of thing. And just like, huh, that's weird. But, you know, this is a real kink for some people. So I want to at least give a little bit of respect to it and give some context. So... Today, we're going to define what Vor is, so buckle up, kids. Um, Vor is a fetish where someone fantasizes about eating or being eaten alive. And there are two kinds of Vor, which I actually did not know about this. Did you know about this, Juno? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I know, this is, this is kind of wild. So I learned some very useful information from uh, the subreddit r slash Vor. Um, which is a really good place if you're curious about Vor, like if that's your kink or if you have any questions, like the people in the subreddit are super nice and are happy to answer questions and clarify things for people that want to know more about it. But the two kinds of Vor are soft Vor and hard Vor. Soft Vor is where the person who is being eaten is usually swallowed whole. They're usually being eaten alive. Um, this can include digestion. Um, it's often kind of idealized, like maybe like being kind of like in a slimy, gooey stomach. It might not have to do with real, like actual real digestion. Uh, it's kind of idealized. What's important to remember that even though it's soft, it can still be fatal. Like uh, you can still be digested and die. Uh, sometimes it's wholesome and sometimes the comic or the work might just end and it's left to the viewer's imagination about what's going to happen. Hardvor. 
is where the prey is chewed and torn apart while being eaten. Um, they can be eaten alive. It can be after they're dead. Uh, the thing to remember about hardvore is that it is always gory. With that, I would categorize the work that we're covering today as being softvore. And I think it's also worth noting that between the two types of vor, soft vor and hard vor, um, a poll was taken on r slash vor about which is preferred by um, people who are voraphiliacs, which is the name for it. Um, and soft vor is overwhelmingly more popular than hard vor, but there are people that are into hard vor, into more of the gore stuff, just like gore is a facet of hentai and sexuality so yeah so now we're learning about the wonderful world of vor i think we are ready to go into this comic and we will of course put the artist beach fox's links um in the show notes below if you want to check out their twitter and look at some more of their work so yeah okay sounds good are you ready juno to talk about the cover of this oh man uh sure sure I I mean, first things first, Naga Shower got two of our main characters here, got a got got a, got a real uh, antagonist protagonist theme going on, uh, <laughs> and I got to be honest with you, I can't remember the last time I heard about Nagas. Like when you mentioned the title of it, I was like, why does that sound familiar? And it wasn't until I saw the cover, I was like, oh my gosh, it's one of these reptile folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, snake people. And like, that's pretty common in the context of like Dungeons and Dragons or even um, in the context of like, if you're into monster girls, like Lamias, Nagas, I think the distinction being that Lamias tend to be a little bit more human-like, Nagas tend to be more snake-a-snake-like. So maybe Nagas are more of a furry thing. I don't know. Maybe you can speak more on that. Yeah, I feel like I first figured out about nagas oh my gosh back in my middle school days when i was oh my gosh you know dabbling with like world of warcraft and not like the the mmorpg it was like world of warcraft 3 you know you had the cd on my dad's shitty computer that wasn't designed for gaming but i forced it and always had a miserable time <laughs> but yeah yeah i can't remember if that game had nagas specifically but i remember maybe looking through forums or posts and, you know, trying to learn about the game. And then I'd eventually just learn about other mythical beings along the way. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the only experience that I've really had with these guys. Got it. So we got one protagonist or well, the protagonist and the antagonist. The protagonist is this buff mouse dude who's just wearing a towel like this dude is fucking shredded. Yeah, I'd say uh, if if you needed to compare it to to someone, just think of a, a twunk. We'll say because yeah, twunk. he's not he's not a big a big guy. He he is a rat or a mouse after all. Because once you start to see the size difference, and granted, the size difference isn't like that big of a deal, but the the naga is definitely uh, a few a few tier higher's than our mouse boy here. <laughs> so you got our twunk mouse. And then we see the fucking Naga just looking in the mirror. He's got glasses and he's brushing his teeth. Oh, man. Brushing his fangs. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Did he did he just have a meal? Is that why he's brushing his teeth? I, I don't know. Practicing good oral. Or, oh, oral. my God. Damn. All right. I good shoddy. oral hygiene. Damn shoddy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's something in the corner of this. It's like a little sticker. Do you want to describe it? 
Yeah, I was kind of hoping that we'd ignore it, but apparently this comic <laughs> is guest starring Kyle. I have my own thoughts about Kyle. You, all of you, you'll hear it soon enough. I just why why they felt the need to introduce him like that is just it's a little bit strange. But hey, Kyle's coming. Just hold your horses, literally. <laughs> what I'm saying is he's a horse. Uh, uh, moving on. So. Just before we turn the page and get into it, um, the art style of this is very much like early 2000s webcomic or like furry zine quality. Very similar to the stuff that we've been looking at in Genus before, like the all skunkat school. So yeah, that style of art. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's get into it. Oh, man. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and start us off on the first page here. So what you got to understand about the setting like the majority of it takes place in i'm assuming like a boys locker room there there's no real insight as to whether or not you know this is like an what an all boys school or maybe you know just uh gendered locker rooms something like that but clearly people are walking in and out and that's all you need to know maybe it's like the local like ymca um basketball locker room and these people are coming in after playing a, a good game of like shirts and furs you know <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that, that's definitely a possibility and i mean as you can guess especially with the theme of this comic everyone's butt naked so our opening scene starts off with a bit of a cat call our mouse boy protagonist josh is taking a shower minding his own business when our Naga boy antagonist, Seth, saunters into frame. Now, this is a pretty loaded page because there's a lot of, I would say, intense world building. I'm talking our mouse boy, Josh, defending, and I quote, pray pride. Seth over here prefers to call it meat pride. And look, I don't live in this universe, but I get the idea that little mouse boys like Josh don't like getting gobbled up anymore. That's my takeaway from this. They're here. They're mice. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's important to know. And like, of course, you guys are listening at home and can't see this, but like the setting is not the important thing here. The backgrounds are like super minimalist. What we're focusing on is the characters. That's what's important. So a little bit different from like our standard comics where there's a lot of detail in the background. But hey, that's OK. We're more concerned with character dynamics here. So, yeah. So our mouse boy is very upset. And it seems like this must be a repeat offense from Seth because he's fucking had it. And he reminds Seth that, like, this isn't, you know, the 15th century, that Seth isn't some sort of Naga Lord, and that, you know, mice aren't prey, and that he needs to get over it and stop treating him like he is. And, like, we could go on and on about, like, species dynamics a la Zootopia or Beastars and, you know, how sometimes people explore issues of class and race through a different species and, and furry lore, but, like... Again, this is a short, sexy comic. There's not a whole lot of lore, so we're just going to look at this at the surface level, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. So Seth is taunting Josh, who's trying to cover his junk. And what's important to notice about Seth the Naga is that we can see his very pointy serpent dick starting to unsheath itself. Did you notice that, Juno? <laughs> yeah, 
I okay. This is another one of those things that I only noticed that on the second read through. Same. Because when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay, he's getting off to this. This is this is everything、yeah. he can ever hope for. He's literally、uh, cornering our little mouse boy over here." And、He's doing the kabe don, like putting his hand <laughs> up against the wall and being like, "You and all, like your little mouse friends, like know that you know we're powerful and that you're small, and can't you hear your heart racing because I'm so close to you?" Kind of thing. Yeah. Our mouse boy is getting really pissed, and fucking Seth pulls the Josh. Look at me, I'm the captain now. Oh man, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Just trying to remind him who's the boss of this gym. I'll tell you that.、Mm-hmm. Um, coming in here with that brony outfit. Yeah.、Uh, but one thing you should know about snakes is don't look them in the eyes. If fucking Jungle Book has taught me anything, you look snakes in the eyes, you're gonna get hypnotized. So. Seth starts working his magic on Josh. He's staring him down and says, "In every way, he's better than him. He's superior to him, and that Josh needs to submit to him." And Josh is starting to fall under this spell. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, like when I saw that, I was like, "Why? Why would you do that? You had Josh has to know that you're not supposed to look him in the eyes." You know how different this comic would be if the bird box challenge existed back then, babe. How's, how's he? <laughs>、yes. How's he going to get past those blindfold defenses? And if you don't mind me、uh, quoting one of these these golden lines, because I want people to understand how tainted this dialogue is. Seth is literally saying, "In every way, I am your better. I am your superior. Your master. Your god." I mean, okay.、Oh. I guess I can't really talk shit. I do say the same thing right before I heat up some bagel bites. It just, <laughs> just kind of makes them taste better, you know.、Mm-hmm. Look at me! I'm the bagel bite cooker now.、Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Okay, so moving on now, our Naga boy over here talking about the bliss of giving up your free will, while Josh seems totally entranced in the idea now. He's literally making that tongue out, mouth agape. Your Travis Scott burger is ready. Face, you know,、uh, <laughs> I, dude. Before you know it, freaking boner alert. Josh is on his knees, ready to give the suck. So I'm afraid he's too far gone, folks. And if you, oh man, I wish I all of you at home could see the the butt the artist gave to Josh. <laughs> Because again, you know, there's a bit of a size difference, but for such a little guy, he like he's an actual twunk. There's like some real life inspirations here, and the thing about it is that he drew Josh with the roundest, firmest bubble butt I have ever seen. If a car going sixty slammed into his wagon, not only would Josh make it out completely unscathed, the car's airbags would refuse to deploy. Like you understand what I'm saying? I'm I'm talking、yes. big bubble butt cheeks. He's got some cheesecake. Like it, it's that's a badonk. Yeah. But like again, Seth is using that power play, and I understand this in terms of like thinking about like Dom and sub relations of like there is some appeal of like giving up control kind of thing, but like this is. Like you said when we were talking about tags, like this is like some non-consensual shit. It's very uncomfy. Yeah. 
also like after Josh has gotten down on his knees, mouth open, uh, he pushes Josh's head towards his dick, his very pointy Naga dick. Like it's I'm kind of scared of being impaled by it. Um, and I'm a little worried for Josh, to be quite honest. I know. Poke his eyeball out. <laughs> so Josh starts sucking. He gets a good mouthful of the Naga dick. And Seth is saying, you know, how he's being such a good boy, wrapping his lips around the base, and he wants to give them a bit of privacy because, remember, they're in the shower. So he pulls the shower curtain over and says, like, oh, Josh, it's because you're such a shy little thing after all. So Josh keeps sucking, and we see him kind of start to snap out of the trans. Maybe it's because they're not making direct eye contact. Um, maybe he's a little bit stronger in terms of mental fortitude, but for whatever reason, he wakes up, remembers what's going on and pulls himself off the dick and gets pissed. What the hell do you think you're doing? You sick fuck. Get the hell out of my mind. And Seth is a little taken aback by this. Dude, he's, he's actually flexing that prey pride right there, baby. A very mm -hmm. passionate compare, uh, character. I, I feel it. I feel it. And so on this next page, oh, hey, everyone, it's Kyle. Dude, Ooh, Kyle. Kyle the horse walks in to take a shower. He hears a bit of the, the commotion, the uh, kerfluffle. He checks it out. But, uh, you know, our boy, Seth, he's probably been down this road many times before. He's quick to react. And, you know, he's just yucking it up. He's like, oh, oh, uh, all that struggling you heard? Nah, someone probably flushed the toilet. Haha, <laughs> cold water. You know how it is. And unfortunately, Kyle is none the wiser, but our mouse boy is a bit tied up at the moment and gagged with the Naga's tail. It's just whines and whimpers that he can barely belch out at the moment. Man, that snake business of wrapping around shit. But yeah, so Kyle doesn't suspect anything. And Seth, while having his body wrapped around Josh, slams him up against the shower tile. And says that, you know, Josh has a really strong will and while it's admirable, it's kind of misplaced. He's not the enemy here, which I don't know how any of this can be misconstrued. Like it's a prey predator situation. Like it's a very uncomfy dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And on a final note for this page, this is kind of the first time that you actually get to see uh, Seth's like elongated body and you really find out how huge he is and to me it's like when you talk about the size of uh seth's torso and up it's like not that much la larger than josh but you start to realize that seth has more than enough room to gobble up mouse boys like it's very unfortunate you you start to see what's happening <laughs> It's like, yeah, like how he's got that those long snake intestines hanging out in there like uh, our boy Josh is in trouble. Yeah. Seth kind of explores a little bit of like kind of a prey mentality and that, you know, prey fear being weak and that they try to be strong and that they have to work a lot harder to be strong and that it's very much something that, you know, both predators and prey perpetuate the idea of prey being weak and it's very clear that seth is inside of josh's head and josh wants him out like he tells him like get out of my head like please stop 
And Josh says, you want to be a part of something bigger, stronger. That's why you joined your little meat pride group. And Man. fucking Josh corrects him. He's like, pray pride. Because, yeah. you know, he's still being choked. <laughs> Gosh, I know. Holding on to every every bit of will uh, <laughs> left in him. And seriously, all this shit that's coming out of Seth's mouth needs like a, it needs toilet paper. Because it's like all the stuff that he's he's been saying this entire time. It's like he probably thinks of this in the shower and it's like, to be fair, he's kind of in his element right now. So fair enough. But it's just it's like the amount of times that he's recited these words is like hilarious to me. And I mean, I get it. Maybe I'm thinking too hard about this. You know, this is just one interaction. But I guess what I'm saying is that the the artist slash author is doing a really good job of selling it to me that this naga guy is completely in charge yeah definitely (laughs) seth kind of has like incel energy and it's really troubling (laughs) Um, Uh uh, so seth is once again making it very clear that he's established dominance and he lifts josh up a little bit more and he gets ready to penetrate his butthole and he's kind of goading josh this whole time saying like do you want me to make you part of something better and stronger than yourself and josh finally submits and says yes seth has got josh like at his weakest point now at this point you can't really hide the fact that josh is is you know maybe letting out some moans and groans so yeah they they actually get overheard by our horse boy Kyle, if you remember him, you know good old Kyle. I'm sure he'll he'll save the day. But actually, he just thinks that Seth is jerking off. And you know what his response is to hearing moans? He he literally goes, hey, "That's it, H E H." He's probably jerking off. Well, thanks for nothing, Kyle. <laughs> so now Seth is banging Josh's cheese wheel and sp- spouting more pred shit. Such as, only by giving up your free will can you be strong. Are you ready to submit? It's just, wow, this guy is full of these one-liners. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got some nice scale details here, though, and um, some long Naga tongue. But yeah, like, dude, like, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's also kind of funny about the art style, just throwing a quick note in that uh, these pages kind of fluctuate in quality and it almost makes me wonder if this comic was made over a long period of time like maybe they're using different kinds of pens uh maybe experimenting a little bit with line weight so it's just kind of interesting to see what their thought process might have been as this you know comic came to fruition yeah definitely and i feel like um you know it might just be it's got that kind of like kind of gritty zine quality in terms of like line weight and yeah yeah, i think you're right in terms of they're just experimenting with different styles yeah yeah um and what what year was this from was it from 2008 yeah 2008 that was many moons ago (laughs) a classic yeah so early early furry art (laughs) yeah which i guess contextually it would make sense like that you're more likely to do like pen and ink comics. Like I know there's still like some digital art going on in the early 2000s, but Photoshop wasn't 
accessible for a lot of people yeah, as it yeah. is now. So Seth has his whole body and tail coiled around Josh and he's even started winding his tail inside of Josh's mouth so he can't talk. And he's reminding him to be quiet and that nothing is sexier than prey that knows its place. You should thank me for showing you. And he's (laughs) still pounding into poor Josh's ass. Um, And he's hitting him really hard, like again, giving him another kind of cobbit on against the wall and pounding into him until he busses. And... He kind of like, it's not like a big, like exaggerated, like uh, orgasm kind of thing. It's a very like stoic orgasm. He's like, <laughs> his eyes are closed <laughs> and then he opens them and then he pulls out and we see a bunch of goo coming oh out God. of fucking Josh's ass. Yeah. It's like when I saw this one, the only takeaway for me were just like the, the sounds like I mean, your interpretation of it was is a little bit different from me, but like, okay, let's like, let's like, hear yours. It's just like who busts a nut and goes like, and the way it's spelled to me, like, Grah. like why? And then, yeah, why? <laughs> and then the next panel zooms in on Josh's freshly cream cheesed gaped gouda, and it's like slurp. Like I don't know, man. I, I think I think there could have uh, brainstormed some more inventive noises, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, automatopoeia are so interesting because we all perceive sounds differently. I just also feel like Seth nutting like this is just to further show that he's in control. Like, he didn't get lost to passion. Like, it's a very controlled nut that he bust. Yeah, yeah. It's not a wild, wild nut as you do. And, you know, let me just regale you with my, my favorite quote. From this next page, it's like, that's enough, little Joshy. Look up at me. You're superior. And here it comes, folks. The moment you've all been waiting for. You know, Seth has been going on and on about Josh's need to be a part of something powerful. And I think he's found the answer for him. You know, Josh is on the floor, defeated. Seth lifts him back up. He's on his knees. You know, you can't be in more of a subordinate position than this. So, it, it, like in this very fashion, you and I, the viewer, get to see this last panel with Seth's <laughs> mouth fully agape. And you know for a fact the artist looked up snake yawning or something to help the, <laughs> uh, to depict the most realistic mandible that they could muster up. This is like peak Vore content. The money shot, yeah. if you will. <laughs> So yeah, so Seth, Seth's idea of becoming part of something powerful, as you guessed, means eating Josh, basically. Yep. Josh can become powerful by feeding Seth. So this is like a pas de deux, a ballet, a tango, a vor, because we're going to start slow. And, you know, when you eat something, you want to savor it. You don't just shove it in your mouth. I mean, you do if you're busy or whatever, but like, this is like filet mignon. You want to savor it or lobster or shrimp or cheddar bay biscuits. Like you just don't shove that shit in your mouth. Absolutely. 
totally agree. I mean, I'm looking at his technique right now. It looks pretty solid. You start off with a hand and then you put mm-hmm. the other hand in, then work your way up the arms. And, you know, this is why I would never own a snake and feed him live mice. I would not be able to concentrate with all the gay sex in the background right before the, the, the little mouse gets gobbled you're just, up. You're tapping on the glass of the aquarium. You're like, get a fucking room. Try to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, so you see Seth started with one of Josh's hands putting it in. And then... He, Poor Josh is even whimpering as Seth caresses him with his snake tongue and he shoves his second hand in and he's going all the way up to the bicep, like, you know, got past the elbows pretty easily. Josh is still out of it, very much hypnotized. And (laughs) we move on to uh, moving past the biceps, getting to the tip of Josh's little mouse snoot and his shoulders. And Josh lets out a noise. Oh, wait. And who wait hears a it? Holy shit. Dude, Josh is getting gobbled up, but horse boy Kyle has picked up on Josh's whimpers amidst all of the, you know, the schlorping and voring going on. Now, coming to his senses, Kyle rushes out of his shower stall, barges on, on, on Seth's devious act, and finally puts those years of Krav Maga to good use. I'm just kidding, dude. Kyle goes, Haha, I didn't know they were gay. And then he's, he smiles longingly. Thanks for freaking nothing, Kyle. At this point, Josh is like halfway down Seth's gullet at this point. <laughs> it's really like... The artist is taking their time. And I get it. I get that that's the point of this because it is a Vore comic. And, like, you're here for the main course. So Seth has him in, you know, the shoulders are in. And then halfway down his back is in. And now he's getting ready to get down to his ass. And mind you, while this is going on, we know that Seth has a boner. But guess who also has a boner? Josh has a boner as he's being eaten. Yeah, absolutely. You can see it clear as day. There's there's no mistaking it here. So Seth is still pushing poor Josh down his gullet. And now he's gone to Josh's fat slice of cheesecake. And we see Josh's asshole still leaking snake cummies. And Seth grabs Josh by the ankle and starts shoving him in a little bit more. He leans back, resting his head up against his arms against the shower wall. And we get a shot of Josh's front half kind of uh, bloating Seth's stomach, you know, kind of like when you think of like belly inflation, like when uh, someone in hentai is getting fucked really hard and you can see the outline of cock, except for we can see the outline of poor Josh. Um, and Seth's belly. I move on to the next panel. Seth's gotten down to Josh's uh, calves. We can see his little foot and his tail wiggling. And then we finally see that Seth has gotten to Josh's feet. And we're going to linger here for a minute because maybe foot fetish can intersect with Vor. Looking at these feet. And then just like a spaghetti noodle, Seth slurps up Josh's tail. Yeah, he, he really saved the best for last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I would almost argue, Cake, that you, you got like the best page right here. This is like, if it's you got the full-size vor and the, the artist painstakingly plotted out 
every every section of consumption mm-hmm. just to really, really show off how this gets done. Fascinating. I'm just imagining like trying to reenact this, but like with me eating a breakfast burrito. Wow. <laughs> just different stages of this. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking more of like a a, a foot long in my case or of subway. I don't know. <laughs> what would you get on your foot long? Oh man, I mean I always I always get tuna. Unless of course they have like mice on the menu, but that's probably not gonna happen for a while. So yeah. <laughs> Italian uh, meats and cheese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a, a ratatouille joke in here somewhere, but I can't find it. So I guess we'll just we'll just move on. A little chef. Yeah, a little chef. <laughs> so yeah, after all of that, Josh is now squirming in Seth's stomach, and Seth is sporting that not pregnant, just eating right expression. He's like, ah, a little Josh already kicking again, a fighter to the end. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, as you can hear from us, Seth is clearly victorious. You know, I would like to think that we were through with the comic because poor Josh is already out of the game. But he's all like curled up inside of Seth's stomach, too. Like it's I'm trying to paint a picture because it's like it's awful. Like you can see his outline in Seth's stomach and it's like he's like curled up into like the fetal position. <laughs> I know. I I mean, I uh, don't want to come at it as too much of a hater, but it, like seeing the words squirm and gurgle, I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> what what is this? I'm I'm, I'm I'm definitely uh taken aback." Uh but yeah. To each to each their own. It's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Seth walks out of the shower and Kyle finally realizes what actually happened in there. And, you know, he's he's turning around because he he, like, as I said before, he thinks that Seth and Josh were in there just, you know, having a bit of fun, just having uh, some some private time in the little locker room here. And he goes, hey, guys, have fun with your shower there. And let's be real here. Seth can't hide the fact that he's got <laughs> uh, got a ball the size of Josh uh, dangling from his stomach. It's like when you eat all of, like um, someone's leftovers and you weren't supposed to. Like when you ate like the whole Chinese takeout and oh, you're like man. all bloated and shit. And your sibling <laughs> comes down the stairs and they're like, did you eat my food? And you're like, no. no I know. And you're, and you're just, just, just a there. piece of shit. Yeah, you can't get up. You can't defend yourself. You're just defeated, <laughs> caught, caught red handed, full stomached. So uh, Kyle of course has realized what's happened he's like i uh, gotta go and he wants to get the fuck out of there because he wants nothing to do with this or to be eaten and we hear seth kind of go every time we go through this so that's kind of like what it's got me wondering what is that about so he grabs kyle kyle tells seth to let go and then he starts working his naga magic on kyle because Kyle makes the mistake of looking into his eyes and he says, shh, it's all right. You trust your daddy, Naka. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And he hypnotizes him. And it's implied that uh, he also has sex with poor Kyle, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we see Kyle's uh, ass 
thoroughly cream pied. Um, of course, we don't see anything. It's all implied. And we see the panel start to fade to black and we see a hand slamming on an alarm clock that is beeping. Yeah, I mean, when I when I read through this, I'm like, you know, it just kind of sells it to me that, yes, this has happened before. Don't know how many times it's happened before, but for some reason, uh, I guess Seth just thinks it's okay to, to keep Kyle around. Maybe he he doesn't need to be consumed. Maybe maybe that's for a special occasion in the future. Who knows? But yeah, as you just said, I Seth put him to sleep and then slurped the girt into his tush. Wow. It's just, I guess when you're uh, a daddy naga, you, you just get to do whatever you want. <laughs> Non-Kong king over here. Yeah. All right. So fast forward, I, I would say like those those 12 hours is like the time gap uh between kyle getting hypnotized and put to sleep and then waking up because it seems like you know people were in the showers because maybe it was like nighttime so just kind of speculating on that since it's clearly the start of a new day so yeah kyle has woken up in his dorm you know useless as ever he doesn't remember a thing Apparently, he and Seth share a dorm or whatever, because Seth is just, he's literally just lounging about like... They're roommates. They're, oh, and they were roommates. He goes, he goes, he he, have fun last night, Kyle. Like, dude, <laughs> wow. How, how, how sadistic can you get? <laughs> and Kyle's like, oh, man, I sure am sore. It's like, yeah, because your butthole got gaped. And he, <laughs> and he thinks, oh, yeah, coach is probably just pushing me too hard. And now... I, you know, I really got to get into this, uh, one of the, the panels here. We cut to the aftermath of this whole Vor thing. The artist felt it necessary to portray Josh in mid-digestion amidst Seth's stomach acids. It's decently graphic, not quite explicit in my opinion, but if you're not comfortable with my own vocal description of the scene, don't scope it out. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's the end. This comic supposedly ends with Kyle like, oh, man, have you seen Josh around? We were supposed to study. But Seth's all like, haven't seen him, but I'm sure he's still around. And he's in his stomach, dude. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Jeez. I mean, like. Valentine's Day is about like getting meals and stuff together, right? Like that's a common date. Oh my gosh. Yeah, how come Seth didn't say I was thinking about having you for dinner or <laughs> some bullshit? Oh man. Missed opportunity. Oh, but you you missed that fucking fucking Kyle wants to go on a run. He's like, I need to clear my head. And Seth, being a piece of shit, still can hypnotize Kyle. And he's like, no, Daddy Naga thinks you should stay <laughs> in and do some jumping jacks with no pants on so he can watch Kyle's dick and balls, his horse schlong flop around, you know? Yeah. Absolute degenerate. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I just wanted to ignore Kyle at this point because he's just freaking <laughs> useless. Uh, whatever. Kyle dude. let us down. Yeah, totally let us down. I I mean. Hold on. There's one more page. What do you mean? It says it says uh, Finn at the bottom right. Are you telling me that there might be some sort of? Oh my gosh! I don't know. I'm just I'm just pulling this word uh, out of my ass. An alternate ending. Yeah. 
Whoa, okay, come on. Hey, come on, everyone. Maybe there's a little bit more to this comic than we thought. So we see Kyle recoiling from Seth. And Kyle says, stay, stay back, Seth. And Seth says, Daddy Naga says, relax, Kyle. And we see someone leap onto Seth and tackle him down to the ground. He says, got him. <laughs> Seth's pissed. And he's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and we see this person wrap his arms in the Heimlich maneuver around Seth's midsection. And do you know who it is? I have not heard this name in years. Yeah. But it is Mike Rowe from the hit TV show, Dirty Jobs. Fucking Mike Rowe. comes to save the day and he uses the heimlich on seth and he heaves and with a seth throws up josh who's fully intact little confused a little wet a little covered in digestive juices but he's okay and Micro flexes for the camera, <laughs> tips his hat and says, and this is my job because you're watching Dirty Jobs. Oh, you know what? I like this ending better. What, what a, I what like a phenomenal this ending, ending better too. Yeah, yeah. I want this to happen in all of the horrible hentai, like with downer endings that we read, just Micro can show up. Like, was not expecting this at all in a Vore comic, a Vore furry comic. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was definitely uh worth worth it at the end <laughs> to have a, mm-hmm. a guest appearance by mike Rowe. What, yes. what a phenomenal ending did not see that coming i'll tell you that much i mean we might as well just have guy fieri in the frame too but you know mike Rowe on on his own that's pretty good too mm-hmm. you now what's next fucking jerry springer maury show up more likely yeah. than you think but yeah. we'll talk about that later but yeah, so this was a nice introduction to Vor. Um, I wanted to bring up that Vor and Furry often go hand in hand. And it makes sense, like with the predator-prey dynamic, that that's something that can be explored. And, you know, animals often eat things. I also wanted to remind um, our listeners at home that like, well, it might be easy to associate vor like with cannibalism. Uh, that really isn't the case. Most people who are into vor don't um, condone cannibalism. Vor is specifically an imaginary fetish. It's impossible to do in real life to be eaten or to eat someone. People also associate macrophilia, microphilia, you know, like either being really big or really tiny with it. So it's a one of those impossible fetishes and something that you can really only pursue through art which is pretty cool in that there's a lot of art for different kinds of kinks as a way to explore things so yeah i don't know about you juno but i'm a little hungry now dude i am famished i'm so (laughs) hungry i could get a a bite or two to eat i mean i don't know if if i gotta hypnotize it then so be it but i'm I'm (laughs) got a hankering let's go get you that triple dipper Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. For the rest of you at home, good luck on your Valentine and romantic endeavors. Try not to get eaten. Say goodbye, Juno. All right. See you later, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day to you all.
enough, little Joshi. Look up at me. You're superior.